Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Recorded. Welcome everybody to a heart stopping um, Chelsea one, Spurs one. I'm Kamal. Zero, zero. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, sorry, zero zero. That's how bad I am. That's a spate that I'm in. Kamal, introduce yes. yourself. Welcome everyone. Uh, thanks for for thanks for joining us again. Um, as always, please like, comment, and subscribe on our videos. We really do appreciate any feedback. Uh, we have Stephen with us today, our new uh, new member. Unfortunately, Hello. Ray can't be with us, but we have got our, our fourth Welcome, new member Stephen. here. Welcome. Welcome. It's great for you to join Welcome. us. I'm like a Lucas Mora sob in the 70th minute. There you go. <laughs> 93rd minute, I think. The magic man. Steve, do you want to introduce yourself again? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, well, uh, Steve we've or Steven? Got, Sorry, Steve. <laughs> I think we've got two Steves. We'll, uh, it's a very common name over yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> For my for my sort of demographic and age group, if you shout out Steve, about eight people of my age turn round. But um, yeah, maybe Steve and Stephen will will be the uh, differentiation. Right. Stephen, could you just do a quick welcome, maybe in Korean, to some of our Korean uh, listeners, watchers? Just a hello. I think we, we lost, lost the uh, we lost the audio. Is, it, the is that a silent one? We've got a little child behind you, Jeb. I know. I'll get her out of here. I like, I like the child. Hello, good. can you hear? <laughs> yeah, we can hear you now. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, oh, gosh, I'm stuck now. I don't remember how to say my name. It's been several months since I've been back in the States, so I haven't had to introduce myself. But I did say hello. Okay, good. So, kicking up on the stats, I mean, in terms of the time we played with uh, Chelsea, we've played since, uh, I think, 1909. Um, it would be no surprise to you that they've won- beaten us 72 times. We've won 55 times, and there have been 41 draws, including today. Uh, the last four Premier League games, uh, we've lost three, and today we drew. So, um, I think it was a bit about stopping the rock. Mourinho's record against Chelsea at Chelsea, he's only won once as a manager from outside. I mean, that was when he went there in the Champions League with Inter Milan after um, joining them. Every other time when he's been there, he has not won a game. So for him as well, I think it was about breaking a record. Secondly, um, if he, we had lost today, it would have been the first time in Mourinho's um history as a manager that he's lost uh, three times in a row against an, any opposing team ever. So because he's lost two, so that was another rock that he had That's to stop. Good. Having said that, uh, that probably does explain the game plan about what he, what, he, what, what he wanted to do. Personally, me, I mean, my heart was racing before the game start and I think it stopped about three times during the game. Blood pressure's out of control and I'm only just about here. So mm. over to you, to, to you, Jem, to give us a quick summary of the first half. Yeah, so I, Steve, so uh, I, was about, 
I, I uh, you know, as, as, as you mentioned, it was uh, one of those matches where it could have really gone either way. Uh, I personally believed, you know, looking at our big fixture is, you know, the, the, the seven that we had. I, I thought Chelsea was going to be the toughest, even though we had Liverpool and City in there. And um, I'm, I'm very happy with the point, I say. Uh, going to Chelsea is never easy. It's always a battle for us. So it was nice to keep it contained. It's nice to see no injuries. It's, it's you know, for the bigger course of the whole season, I think it's an excellent result. And like you said, it, it's it's positive for Mourinho men- mentally wise, which you know I know he 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 talks about it a lot. Just having the right mentality, it, it affects him personally, I'm sure too. So a draw is is a good result for him. Steve, English Steve. Um, well, it was it was a bit of a it was a, it was a struggle at times that both probably to play and to and to watch it. Um, we actually did much better, I think, in the first half. We had I think five chances in the first half. Um, although we did have a chance at the very end when the Celso should have just pushed it to yeah. pushed it to his um, oh, his left, and he did. Uh, that was probably the worst moment of the game for me because I thought, my God, we're going to do a smash and grab here. We're going to get get all three points. We didn't, but um, no, it was um, it was a Mourinho type performance. I can't imagine the players find it a fun to play like that. To be honest, it's not exactly a sort of swashbuckling, exciting approach to the game. Um, I do think that. I think that Kane and probably Son today didn't have their best games we've seen them. Um, what I thought was interesting for us was that Rodon started. He's clearly um, chosen him above uh, Sanchez. And he did make two errors, I would say, Rodon, which could have resulted in um, a goal. Uh, particularly the last one when he headed the ball back to Lloris and just headed it to, I think, Giroud. I think if Kane had been in that position, he'd have buried it. Um I think that would have been a shame on him because um, if you're in that position and make one mistake, the likelihood is it's a goal or a goal-scoring chance. You make a mistake up front, you don't have the same impact. There's not the same consequence. But it was it was a ground-out result. I would have taken that result at the beginning of the game, nil-nil. So Stephen, what do you think about uh, Rodon's performance and the performance of the back four? Uh, I was personally somewhat surprised that he stepped into his, I guess, EPL debut with us uh, in a match such as Chelsea. I was thinking Sanchez would be in there, but knowing his up and down uh, play, it didn't fully surprise me. And so, as Steve had mentioned, um, that last header that he did to uh, Lloris, that was the only time that my heart sank during the match, to be honest. Uh, Last week against City, I was a lot more nervous than this one because I was predicting 0-0 going in. Um, the huge thing that I noticed was I'm pretty sure Chelsea used that City match as a blueprint of how to stop our counterattack. It helps that they have Conte to clear up anything in front of the uh, back line. Um, they also, we just didn't, uh, Conte and the other center mid, they gave no time or space to Ndombele or Kane for you know Son to make his runs mm-hmm. um, past the back line. So as you may have noticed, uh, Silva and the other center back for Chelsea, they weren't coming Silva. in at all. No, they stay in that back. And so that. what I'm worried about is, okay, there's a blueprint somewhat to stifle our counter. And then we know our history against park bosses when we do have possession. So, do we have a plan C? Well, so, I'm happy with the result, question. but what can we build off of that? I mean, my take on it was um, 
we needed this clean sheet against Chelsea. If they had scored, you'd have to ask where were we going to get oh, alcohol from, yeah. right? That would have totally changed the game because defensively, they have got a lot better. Uh, they they were playing a, a lot better, and uh, um, we were. I don't think we we really showed enough initiative in terms of when we were going forward. The other problem that I would like to talk about, um, Steve, just about Steve. Uh, what do you think of Bergwijn's performance? Because I thought for a while, I mean, he had a few chances where he could have. Be, he sort of tended to make the wrong. Uh, path of the wrong era and maybe a bit more of a direct approach might have been better but I, I wasn't that convinced what about you is that for me Kamal I think yeah. um, I, I I know that most of the guys here thought that he had a good game last week mm-hmm. I wasn't convinced about that I thought sometimes his first touch wasn't anyway. effective mm-hmm. I think he played very well today because he had a job to do which is to work work really hard and to give support to the fullback, and he did. He did that. He did that all all, all game until um, he was taken off. Um, I, I thought he did well. Um, whether he's going to be a spark player that changes or alters a game, I don't think he's going to be. But yeah. he's going to be a regular workhorse, I think, in midfield and a potential outlet ball. I thought he did okay, so I, I was sort of fairly happy with him. Okay. Having said that, Mora brings something else. Um, his pace his heading ability, but he he's more sort of unpredictable, Mora. He would hold the line, he would shepherd the player out, he'd stop across, whereas you know Mora would couldn't hold himself back, he'd try and nick the ball, which is great when you're attacking, not so good when you're defending. Yeah. So, Joe, on that, I mean, would you say that Ndombele uh, had another cracking game in his 65 minutes? I, I wouldn't say cracking, but I, I think he's working hard. I think he's proven a lot of that is wrong with uh, a lot of people saying he doesn't track back. He doesn't work for the team. I, I, I think he was moving. He was he was everywhere he needed to be throughout the match. He made some really good tackles. He just like closed people down at the right time. He would notice the movement of Kane going back, so he would move forward a little bit. He would He was positionally played very well. I don't think it was an outstanding performance from him. By any means, we've seen better, but he did he did his job very well. Just just to, to add to, to that, if yeah. I may, uh, I thought he can do things that no one else in the team can do, and probably the Premier League. I know that's saying a lot, but for him, he can keep possession when three players are leaping all over him, one on his back, one holding his foot. He can somehow come out with the ball. After that, he doesn't always do the right thing. And I think there, were, there was at least once when he should have had a shot and he tried yet another little yeah, box thing through. And I, we were crying out for a shot. I think Son did that, that as well today. But in terms of Ndombele, I think he is bringing something to the team that is unique. Yeah. What do you think, Stephen, your view on Ndombele's performance today? Uh, yes, uh, at the pub, uh, I was mentioning to some friends of mine that what he's providing us now is what Musa Dembele gave us a few years back that bull in the midfield who could win physical challenges and except this time a little further up the pitch and probably more of a goal threat, more of a threat to make the killer pass. Um, and just as you guys had said, he's maybe world-class at what he's doing with fending guy, two to three guys off, finding that tiny little crack to get the ball through, but the end product does need to improve. He's got to figure out who's open or should I take the shot? And but, I today, mean, it seemed like uh, we were trying to pass the ball into the goal. But don't you think that you're, I mean, in the sense that you've got to anomaly in the middle, 
three players around him. And this is what, I, what I'd like to put to you. He's got three players around him. He's holding on to the ball. Who's running? Who's he going to pass to? I mean, if you have a player like that, shouldn't you then be able to have more possession? Shouldn't we be able to hold the ball a bit better? If you look at the stats of the game, I think they had 62% or 60, I think that's the, um, and we had about 38% of possession in the, in the whole match. Um, better than last week. Like, yeah, I mean, but but this time you've got a number there. He's holding the ball. You got there was no one running off him, was there? Really, for him to do anything. With so- to, to, to mention to talk on that I don't think it was the game plan you know we don't go into a match to control the tempo we go into a match to, to let them attack us and then find a weak spot and, and you know who our runners are they're Son and Bergwijn but mm. they were doing so much work defensively Especially. that they weren't in a position to make those runs a lot of times um, it was but, a tough match I think okay so let's talk about those tactics controlled. then because this was a very different Tottenham performance than what we've seen before right um, we're now set Sitting off, the low block is coming in. We've got 10 players behind the ball. We may have one player that, as an outlet. I mean, they let them have possession. At some stage, I would, my view was after about, say, the 75th minute that mistakes are going to start creeping in. We did start looking tired. We had Dyer make a couple of mistakes. We had Aurier make yeah. a mistake. Obviously, Rodon made a mistake. Now, if your whole game plan is going to be like that through these tough games, at some stage, someone's going to, it's going to break us down, right? So I'm hoping Absolutely, that's especially especially without uh, Toby there. Yeah. What do you think? Miss. So would you say then that Rodon? Um, I, I mean, at one stage I would have said he was he, he was in line for man of the match until he made that last mistake. See? Well, he did make he made one earlier error as well, but um, oh, very you know, players players do make errors. Uh, I, I think when you play, uh, as I think you said that soaking up pressure and then playing on the break, it is dependent upon um, making your game error-free. It means making the right choice at the right time, clearing when you should clear it, passing it when you should pass it. And as I think you said, Kamal, the errors start to creep in as you get tired because that's a tough old shift you have to put in to try and keep going. Mm -hmm. And I thought Dyer played very well until the last probably 15 minutes. And yeah, the errors started to come in. You know, he played one crossfield ball, which was just shocking. Um, and sometimes you do just have to put your foot through it. Um, so, yeah, it's about making sure you remove errors from your game. Because if you're making errors on the in the last third or in the penalty area, then you're going to be punished. Yeah. So what about, I mean, Kane didn't have a shot on target. They had they had one really good shot on target, which was a great save uh, by Larice. Apart from that, he had one ball to catch. There were the two shots on target. If you if yeah. you don't count the Giroud back pass as a shot, yeah. um, but uh, I, I mean we had I mean Bergwijn probably to be fair had the best chance. chance of the game, right? Yeah, Kane had not, not didn't get a look in. Come on, no, well, um, Kane was not really. He wasn't playing as a central forward at all. I don't think, you know, there's there are some matches where he will make runs forward, and I don't I don't think I, I remember him being in the box with the ball at all in, in today's match. Um, you know, it's it's just I, I think it was just the game plan, like I said before. I don't I don't think Kane was there to score goals. He was there to contain the midfield to draw defenders away from our other real attacker attacking friends. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, there isn't really much more we can say about the game, but I would like to say to you, ask you, each one of you, really, uh, we're top of the table now. 
Um, we've got a couple of really tough games coming up. Um, I just want to give you one stat against Chelsea, which must have been playing on um, Mourinho's mind. In the last 30 years, we have only won once at Chelsea, which was in April 2018, where we beat them 3-1. Deli Ali got two goals. You might all remember that, right? That's in 30 years. We have not won apart from once uh, at, uh, at the Chelsea Stadium. So they are a bit of a bogey team for us. So I think it could have been a big slip if we had lost. Um, clearly, what commentators were saying here was, we will know Mourinho's game plan from his substitutions. And once you saw Davis's name go up, you knew exactly <laughs> what his game plan was, right? It was very clear what, what, what he wanted to achieve. And he's done it. Top of the table. Uh, where do we go from here? Stephen? In Dallas. Dallas? Uh, Houston, Houston. 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 Some we... people might take offense to that here. Sorry. Manchester and Liverpool. Do we have a problem? <laughs> no. Yeah. Nice. There you go. I don't think we do. I actually predicted 0 0 going in. Right. Um, I wasn't expecting us to have any kind of attacking verb at all. Hmm. It was reliant on them, Chelsea, opening themselves up to vulnerable mistakes which they didn't do. And then we, I would feel positive because I did not think our defense could hold up for 90 minutes mm-hmm. against a attacking line like them. And they bring in the newly bearded Pulisic, who I yeah. didn't even notice. That was my first time seeing him with a beard. I was like, who, did they who sign that? some guy like outside of the transfer window? Abramovich <laughs> pulled some strings. Yeah. So, um, you know, and as mentioned, uh, once you put Davies in, we knew, okay, this is what plan A was all along. And I was content with that because we got to look at the big picture, the 38 matches. And when you look at, when we look back at the season, oh, that one 0-0 draw was pretty critical. It could have been 0-1-0, you know, something like that. And then when we're looking at our run that we're going through with City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, you might have to be satisfied with these draws. You might have to, these players are going to have to accept that we're not going to play, you know, exciting brand of football. Yep. We can do that against Burnley or, you know, lower clubs. Don't do grind that result. So, Steve, <laughs> top of the table, do we deserve it? Anyone who's at the top of the table deserves it. And so we do deserve it. Yeah. What I would say is, I wonder what it's going to be like when you've got um, 62,000 at White Hart uh, is, is still called White Hart Lane <laughs> we've got 62,000 whatever it is at White Hart Lane and we're playing football like that I think the player the, the crowd will want more than that and I think even if we're top I think even if they're top they'll still want more than that I think naturally the natural sort of vibrancy and excitement of having 60,000 people shouting at you to go forward Mm-hmm. They will take the draw away to Chelsea, I think. But I think it will be interesting to see if we maintain that discipline and that style of play when you've got the crowds back. Yeah. The way things are going, I mean, we may have an entire season with no crowds, so uh, that may happen. Um, Coming back, December 2000, 2,000 people. Jamal, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I've just entered the ballot for that All right, let us as a season me. ticket holder. So I'll let you know. Good luck. Uh, Good luck. So Good if, luck. If, we do, if we do this after the Arsenal game, it may have to be a bit later because it would take me a little while to get back from the ground. You'd have to cycle yeah, harder. No yeah. <laughs> well, so who was your man of the match then for this game? 
I actually I think Ndombele played really well in the, the time okay. he was on, particularly in the first half. And okay, his work rate's not massive and his body language I think that's just him. But I think because he brings something that no one else can, I would go with him. Okay, Jamal, I'll ask you ask Jamal again, Steve. Come in there. So, um, that's tough. I mean, Hoiberg has consistently been excellent. I thought Eric Dyer has consistently been excellent. You know, obviously he had a few mistakes. Rodon was excellent today as well. I just wanted to say one more thing on him. I think his mistakes, if Sanchez was on there, Sanchez does not have any luck and they would have both gone into the goal. You know, <laughs> footballers oftentimes have had a little bit of luck and, you know, there, there's as much as you can do tactically, but stuff will happen. And, um, yeah, you got to be in the right place. You got right to right be lucky. And, and hopefully, Rodon is a lot luckier than Sanchez. So, so who's the man of the match then for you? Pick one player. It's hard, it's hard enough to, to pick Hoiberg. Uh, <laughs> Hoiberg. Yeah. Steven? Uh, I'd have to say, I guess, Hoiberg, because he plays the full match. You know, uh, yeah, that's what I... uh, like, I'm surprised he lasted past 65th minute, maybe 68th minute, something like that. Usually it's around 60th minute, mm-hmm. where there's some, there's a jo- running joke at my pub where there's some sort of contractual obligation where Lacelzo <laughs> and, uh, and Dombele cannot play together. They cannot even make eye contact. <laughs> Not like to shake well, hands. So. You know what? Three to one then, because I'm going Hoybier. Hoybier has played every single minute of the Premier League this season for Mourinho. Um, he also played on Thursday, remember? He brought him on oh. for, for half yeah. that match. Um, didn't put a foot wrong. Uh, of all the players that we saw today, I didn't think he put a foot wrong. Um, he did what he needed to do. Maybe it wasn't, in, it wasn't enough to win the game, but it was enough to keep us in the game. Let's remember, um, before we wrap up, we did concede a lot of goals last season towards the end, right? I mean, we were known for two, three goals going in. How many clean sheets have we kept so far? I haven't yeah. been keeping a tally, but that's the second. Well, I think it's we haven't conceded. We've conceded the least number of goals, which is nine of any Premier League team so far um, yeah. from ten games played, and we've scored the most number of goals from any oh. t- in open play from any team so far. Not a bad record. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, just to add to that, the Spurs, this is the, for the last 10 years, put together, this is the longest time we've been at the top of the table. So that's something. <laughs> and after today, we will be at the top of the table for the next seven Can't days. argue with that then, can you, really? No, no you can't. So Make sure uh, you I mean, screenshot yeah. the uh, table. If we could get yes. if we could get Trump's lawyers on our side on our side to stop the count, stop the vote. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Uh, anything else anyone want to add? Let's what before we go. We the big big London derby coming up. We've got Arsenal playing today. Let's hope they lose. If anyone wants Arsenal to win, please leave now. Um, <laughs> okay, secondly, uh, any predictions? Any prediction for the game? Let's start with you, Stephen, in Houston. Uh, for the Arsenal match, you mean? Yes. Home, home uh, against Arsenal after the, that performance. I think we could do 2-1. Us, 2-1. Yeah. Um, okay. I actually feel more confident from this game uh, against Chelsea. So You're going 2-1. Steve, yeah. in London, what do you say? 2-0. Uh, uh, I'm going to go 2-0. Like Man City, we, we needn't fear anyone now. Right. We needn't fear anyone. After we played Man City um, and Chelsea, I, I mean, I think Man City are probably a better team than Chelsea, to be honest with you. And we beat them 2-0. I, I think I'm confident. 2-0. Good one. Jam? 
so on the course of the season, I'm going to disagree with Steve about saying, I think Chelsea is a much, much better team than, than City currently are. You know, if we look over the last five years, City are obviously the superior team. But for, to, for next week's match, I think Arsenal are playing like crap. They have pants. We're going to destroy them, those dirty gooners. 4 nil to us. Oh, no. I think I'm going to go with the... I, I think that the, the way that, it, that we are playing, um, two things to say here. Arsenal will raise their game against Tottenham. I believe Steve is right about the Manchester City and Chelsea thing. There's no doubt about it that every Chelsea player raised their game against us today, right? There, 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 was, there was some of that. Um, Chelsea, Arsenal always want to beat Spurs. They, they see us as, as the weak link in, London, in North London, and they think they have in the past seen it as, as, as you know, a cheap three points for them, right? Uh, that has changed a lot. I think that um, if we stand off Arsenal, they will come on. They always get one odd one to go, like Lekker's Pets last season, you probably all remember. Um, we did go on to beat them. But I think the way that Chelsea and Arsenal are playing, if they lose today, I'm going to go for a 3 0 home victory. Because as much as Arsenal like to beat us, Harry Kane loves to beat Arsenal. And he is their bogey player. I think he, um, ever since they booted him out as a four-year-old or a six-year-old, <laughs> and he, he can't play. He has, uh, I don't think he's let that one go, right? So I'm going 3-0, guys. All right, guys. Uh, um, I think that's, that's a wrap. Um, thanks again. And uh, come on, you Spurs. Yes. Come on, you Spurs. See you later, guys. For the league. Have you stopped? You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.